0: This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. There are legends around here.
1: they died in my G fucking king of the zombies
0: Even if only in their own minds. <laughs> forgotten, but not yet dead. I want to play a game. Some have tried to stop them. But they keep coming back. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers.
2: Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. My name is Isaiah. Joined tonight by Ted. How are you doing this weekend, sir? I don't, I don't know how
1: I'm feeling. I don't know how I should feel because today I bought the Evil Bong Blu-ray box set from Full Moon. So I don't know how I should feel right <laughs> now. About that. Nice, but it, it it's a nice looking box set. I mean, if if you there's a, a Full Moon YouTube channel, they did like a like a show off of it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like magnetically one of those magnetic boxes that sells magnetically. You know, whatever. It's I guess that's what okay.
2: So kind of like the like even the like the uh, the Beastmaster thing from Vinegar Syndrome.
1: Yes, you know, that exactly. Okay. And you open it up, and inside there's all the Blu-rays. There's nine movies in it. Uh, the first, the the eight of the movies are actually from the franchise. The ninth movie is Ouija's. <sighs> weed, night. I don't even know how that's even... I guess because of the weed thing, obviously. right? But then you got, got like, two empty parts to the box where, according to Robin Sidney, she's like, you can store your secrets. But it's just, like, empty. It's not even, like, a secret compartment. It's just empty. You could put, like, more Blu-rays, I guess, if they make more movies or whatever. But I was just like... I mean, today was, like, the first time I went to Full Moon in, like, a couple of weeks or so. And right there, they're like, for this weekend, for 420... Tuesday's 420 420 there's the evil bomb box set and, and most of these movies haven't been put on blu-ray yet so this is their HD remastered okay. debut so I was just like yeah what the heck <laughs> so I bought <laughs> it <laughs> so I was like cause I, have, I have them on DVD it's a franchise I'm not like in love with but I have fun with and some of them are really entertaining not all of them but some of them so yeah. I was just like yeah what the heck it's full moon, so of course I'm going to spend money
2: on full moon. Right, exactly. Yeah. You just gotta.
1: Yeah. Other than that, I just watched a couple of movies this week and just been working. I mean, just counting down the days, man, until I get a big vacation.
2: Yeah, that's coming up five, pretty quick.
1: Yeah, five weeks. Get through these five weeks, man, Woo! and I get a huge vacation. <laughs> then I'll definitely be watching some Vinegar Syndrome and everything, because... Vinegar Syndrome is freaking packed these next two months. Oh, my man.
2: God. I can't wait. Seriously.
1: Like, yeah, man. We're talking like nearly 20 releases in just April and May combined. So,
2: yeah, with the box sets. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Gosh, it's, it's it's great. I mean, I'm so glad I'm a subscriber, man. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Man, <laughs> like, seriously. It makes things so much easier. <laughs> I don't have to do anything. Yes. Right? Just it to me when it comes out.
2: The $700 a year is... Totally worth it in one shot. Oh
1: my goodness. That's like, I feel like I'm stealing from them to be honest with you, man. (laughs) Right.
2: And then to get that 50% off like the partner labels and, or, you know, whatever it is.
1: Yeah. That, that really helps, man. Mm. The fun city stuff has been great. And this only having to pay like 17 bucks for those. is Awesome. Oh yeah,
2: for sure. It's so good. (laughs) It really is. It
1: is.
2: (laughs) Yeah. This week, uh, I I've I've watched a little bit of stuff like I, um, because obviously Last Drive ins back on now, so, yeah. uh, they ended up showing Mother's Day, and Ooh. they showed House by the Cemetery. So, um, the that original was a lot. Mother's Day. Yes, the original. Ooh, nice. Yep, because Eli Eli Roth was the the guest on um this week's episode, and mm-hmm. so he was around for both movies, which was really great. And like his knowledge on movies is fucking incredible, like. You know, a lot of his movies may not be that great, um, you know, aside from like Hostel, yeah, and uh, uh, Cabin Fever, but like, good lord, his his knowledge, especially on the horror genre, is just like vast. It's it's incredible.
1: He's, he's a fan, yes, he, he's a fan. You cannot deny that. Oh, definitely not. I'm not big on his on most of his movies, but you know he he is knowledgeable, mm-hmm. and I like listening. Oh, I, I <clears throat> excuse me, I do like listening to him.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, So I watched those two movies. Uh, Other than that, uh, I watched Devil's Rejects to kind of get ready for tonight, because tonight we're talking about Devil's Rejects in our um, Wrestling with Horror Month. Um, So we'll be getting to that in a little bit. Uh, So Devil's Rejects, last drive in. And then um, I've, I've been watching Falcon and Winter Soldier, which has been really, really good.
1: I heard it's been good. I heard oh. it's like a political thriller type show. It it is.
2: And honestly, it's it's really good. It it really is. And what what they do with the new Captain America has been really good so far. Yeah. It's it's yeah. I I won't say any more, but it's it's been really good. <laughs> um But other than that, just mostly working. I've been playing a little bit of Borderlands uh with, with a coworker and then a little bit of Destiny, but um other than that, I, I got my uh, my package from Shout Factory almost right away from the uh, Roger Corman sale. Oh wow! Yeah, that came in like super quick. Like I was not expecting that, so um, that was great to get that in the mail. I actually got that in the mail uh, today, so nice. picked that up and I was happy, so happy. Yeah, but so I get to dig into that a little bit too. But yeah, other than that, not not really a whole lot other. And that has been going on. It's been just a lot of work, and and I've been sick a little bit, so I've been dealing with that some. And yeah, uh, been a, a kind of a pretty chill week in in comparison to a lot of weeks. So, but that's really about it. Um, before we get into talking about Devil's Rejects tonight, though, I, I just wanted to see if you'd heard about some of this. So, um, did you know that the uh, n- the latest people to go after rights? For what they've written are the Predator screenwriters. They're now suing to get recapture the rights f- for that original movie.
1: Wasn't that Shane Black who wrote the original? I believe so. So it's him trying to get the rights back.
2: No, actually, it's uh, Jim and John Thomas. They're the ones that actually wrote the movie. Oh. And uh, so the, yeah, they're they're fighting to try to get the rights back to that now.
1: I just don't care anymore. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost you know, getting if, ridiculous. If, here's my view on the whole thing. Laws are no laws. It's all screwed up. The, the copyright laws, everything's been screwed up by politicians and the studio systems themselves. Everything's so screwed up. But my personal view, unless you came up with the concept, wrote it and stuff, you know, then you were just hired to write something and you shouldn't have any claim. You got paid for it. That's like the whole Victor Miller thing with Friday 13th. I don't care. Anybody says Victor Miller, he was hired to write it. He didn't write it and then was, you know, shopping it around, et cetera, et cetera. But even then, like a studio buys a script, they buy Mm -hmm. it. It's theirs. I mean, sure. I, I think you deserve to get some, get royalties and stuff like that. But, for you to outright just be able to own it afterward after a company buys, you know, it's like me or us, you know, we buy a movie on Blu-ray. That's our Blu-ray yep. The studio. Does, nobody has rights to that Blu-ray anymore. That's our, that's our copy. We, 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 we bought it. We spent our money on it. It's ours. Yep. And that's with anything else. I mean, so I, I just think it's all just bull crap at this point.
2: <laughs> it, it really is. It's, it's, it's almost getting to the point where it's annoying. Like, it is. um, you know, you have the ones that go really quickly and simply and, like, quietly, like the nightmare um, mm-hmm. rights going back to West Craven's estate. Like, that yeah. was, like, no issues or anything like that, that that happened. I mean, but then you get you got, you know, obviously Friday the 13th, and um, it, it's just, it's, it's almost just getting to be just too much. And honestly, it's, like, the perfect time to start making new shit. Quit, yeah. like using these characters that are already existing, make new shit. I mean, seriously, Mm because all this shit is in the news about all these IPs that are being fought over basically. And it's like, just, just make new shit and just call it a fucking day. You know? (laughs) I mean, if if full moon can create a franchise
1: about an evil bong, you you can, you can do anything kids. Come on. I mean, (laughs) he, use your imagination for anything right that's ridiculous as a concept that is yeah i mean he's gotten eight movies out of that franchise so far and it's only been like 15 years so that's amazing Mm -hmm. (laughs) to do something like that so you know again you can do anything we don't have to have and i know I, i know we've discussed this before in the past but you don't have to have a a new Friday 13th movie every year or whatever, you know, get some new stuff, you know, exactly. I mean, just like the paranormal activity reboot, remake, whatever. Do we really need another one? I mean, (laughs) we really don't fans of that franchise. You know, it's good that they're, you know, the fans are getting what they want, but at the same time, in your grand scheme of things, do we really need another one? No, <laughs> we, we, really
2: we, we definitely don't, honestly. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, they like
1: Halloween. I mean, I love Halloween yep. and I love the 2018. I'm really looking forward to kills. Do we really need 10 more Halloween movies that Jason Blum talked about? I want to make 10 of them. I'm like, Really? let's let's cool your jets here man just chill and let's see how each one of these like let's bear. just worry
2: about the next two before we start talking about anything else you anything know
1: anything else let's let's see how halloween ends concludes this new trilogy that's been started so
2: yeah
1: but yeah this whole thing's just been getting annoying everything's it feels like everything's just uh, just just falling apart everybody just wants this and that they just people feel they're entitled to things when they're not you know mm-hmm like, like I said, I don't think Victor Miller is entitled to anything, and I don't. I these these people. I don't even know. I mean, because technically, aren't they going up against Disney now? Because since Disney bought Fox and Predator is now owned by them, I, mean,
2: I I would imagine so. I mean,
1: I, I mean again, we don't. I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, everything's screwed up and so complicated. But if that's the case, freaking good luck. I don't think you're going to get anything back.
2: <laughs> no, they got the Mighty Mouse behind them. So yeah. Good luck with that shit. <laughs> if, if,
1: if they still receive royalties from it, just be happy with that and move on. <laughs> right. You're still doing something. Jeez.
2: Oh, it's annoying. In other news, though, uh, you know, just kind of building on, because we, we, we've we been talking about the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie a, a little bit over the last few weeks, and, you know, we still don't got a trailer yet or a release date, um, but what new has come out is... is It's been officially rated R, which we all figured um, (laughs) for strong, bloody horror violence, gore, and language. And then also the official title is just Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So not the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or anything else, just Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So going the route of like every other fucking like continuation movie nowadays, like Halloween and so on and so forth. So they're just uh, using the same title basically um yeah so you can do something easy you can just say texas chainsaw returns or something like that. yeah
1: I we even talked about for halloween 2018 i was like why can't they just say halloween returns because it is a, a direct sequel to the original why do they both have to have the same name halloween 78 and you can just say okay i'll watch halloween returns and you know and then you can have halloween kills and ends you know i mean i don't know i just don't understand it doesn't even have to be returns just have a subtitle to it like halloween revives or revival or something I mean, yeah, not just Halloween again. It's like, right? Come on. <laughs> let's, let's do some, you know, just use your brains or something. Just...
2: Yeah. And then, kind
1: of the they last, could, they could have, they could have, they could have just called Halloween twenty eighteen the real Halloween resurrection.
2: <laughs> right. That would have been a great way to to do that. Honestly, Oh, <laughs> uh, I like it. Um and really the kind of the only other thing that I had cuz it's been another slow week for for news for horror is uh the Toxic Avenger reboot has gained an additional cast member in Jacob Tremblay. Uh he, he was in uh The Predator and Doctor Sleep. So uh he, he's he's like that kid that was in The Predator. Oh. So that's the only real
1: news <laughs> there really I never was watched, i never watched the predator when when mark wins because mark's a huge predator fan yep when mark hates a predator movie you know it sucks But <laughs> <So, laughs> he's like man i hated this movie and i was like you just saved me 10 bucks man <laughs> yep thank you
2: <laughs> that's for sure so yeah slow week for news again but that's kind of what we got so uh just a little bit of news on the te- toxic avenger there but Uh, beyond that, are you ready to get into talking about Devil's Rejects?
1: Yes. Yes, I am.
2: Alright, let's go ahead and take a look at Rob Zombie's 2005 movie, The Devil's Rejects. What police have uncovered reads like this. Words can't describe it.
0: We here, we are playing on a level that most will never see you going to start the killing. You best start it right here. <laughs>
2: All right, so The Devil's Rejects was released on July 22nd, 2005, directed, obviously, by Rob Zombie. Cast includes Bill Moseley, Sherry Moon Zombie, Sid Haig, Ken Forey, Michael Berryman, and William Forsythe. This uh, movie had only a budget of $7 million, which, you know, for 2005, isn't a whole lot of money, but they did really well with it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, The movie, unfortunately, worldwide only grossed about $21 million. So it's but I mean it wasn't necessarily a completely wide release, but at the same time, it's it's not a ton of money, especially when you factor in like marketing budgets and, and all that. So um didn't make a whole lot of money. Now to you know, that seven million dollar budget, talking about that, uh Karen Black actually demanded a higher salary to reprise her role as Mother Firefly. So Rob Zombie, because he couldn't afford that. Uh, replaced her obviously with Leslie Easterbrook, who played Mother Firefly in, in in the Devil's Rejects, and then I I don't remember if we talked about this on on a previous episode or it was just when we were talking, but uh, Chris Jericho auditioned for the role of Rondo, but was told he was too pretty for the part, and Danny <laughs> Trejo was cast instead.
1: I did not know that.
2: <laughs> okay, maybe it was me and Sean talking about it or something. I I, I don't quite remember, or maybe Mark had mentioned something. I. I really honestly just don't remember. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so he was too pretty. So too Danny pretty Trejo was, <laughs> was cast uh, to go along with Diamond Dallas Page, who is in this movie and why we're talking about it. So And then finally, uh, this was the final film of uh, Matthew McGrory, who died about a month after its release. Yeah, obviously this is like a a lot of people's favorite when it comes to Rob Zombie movies and it's it's a fucking fantastic movie like i i absolutely love the whole trilogy for house this and uh um 3 from hell so this is definitely probably the most well put together of the three movies i would say would you would you do you think you would agree with that or
1: it's very well constructed with with everything just the pacing and mm-hmm. editing everything is just it's good yeah. When I first when I first saw this movie, I was like, holy crap, this movie's amazing. And it was, or it is, I should say.
2: Yeah. It's it like it starts off right away with that the cops raiding the farm and everything. And so it like it just kicks right into gear, like right it away. Does. And the whole shootout and everything. And like the camera work in this is great. I I love the gritty look of it, and it just feels like an old movie because of that. So there was a lot of, like, good choices that were made for the aesthetic of the movie that just really helped, like, enhance it and just make it that much better. And obviously the music choice, because Rob Zombie, being a musician, he picked some of the best fucking music you could possibly have in this movie. It, it, like, the soundtrack for this is just so good. It's yeah, it's definitely, I think, the best out of the three movies. Um, in oh, the, yeah, the music's
1: the best in this one. Oh, like, yeah. Midnight Rider. Yeah. I mean... Free bird, of course. At the end,
2: yep. Oh my god, it's so good! <laughs> it's so so good.
1: I'll tell you, I freaking love William Forsyth in this movie, man. He's great.
2: Oh my god, he's. I know,
1: like I, I guess the whole intention was to make us like root for the Firefly family, but I was mm-hmm. rooting for rooting for him, man. I was like, these people are psychopathic killers. I'm not rooting for them. I'm rooting for this guy, right? That's <laughs> <I was laughs> like he's off. Of, he he goes unhinged, but I freaking love it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, he's, oh, he's yeah. a fucking psychopath. Like, seriously, yeah. straight up.
1: Like he's, he's basically like them, just on the other side of the law, and that's what I love about it. Yep. But he didn't start going off killing people till after Mother Firefly taunted him and said, I killed your brother. And he's just like, oh, I'm going to kill your family now. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, I'm going to kill your whole
2: fucking family. Family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just that's love just how coming. he talks in this. <laughs> He's got some of the best lines. He does in this fucking movie. It's it's just so good.
1: When he's stapling the photos of their victims at the end, like the baby's like, "Yeah, that beat was mine." And he's just like, oh. he's just stapling with staple gun. <laughs> of course, you got you got Captain Spalding. Of course, the late great Sid Higg. He's like, "No, no, she's mine. Give it to me, Sheriff. Give it to me." <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Um, of course, I do, I do love it how tiny. I mean, because. After the beginning, Tiny just disappears. You're just like, okay, what happened to Tiny? And he yep. shows back up at the end, and you know, kills for Forsythe. Then he just walks back into the burning house and dies.
2: It was almost a perfect send off for him, you know. He,
1: yeah, since the actor sadly, like he like you mentioned, passed away after filming. So yeah and then like you know the ending's like nine minutes you know it's just like freeberg just playing but it was so great the visuals i mean they're driving they're all bloodied and beaten from what Wydell's done for them done to them yep and then there's that police barricade just waiting for them and then they baby or otis wakes baby and spalding and they just head for the charge man and then, and then, you know, it just freeze frames on them. And you just hear the gunshots. It's just great. And then roll credits. I love it. It's oh, That, that ending great... was just beautifully done. It was. Yeah, it's such a great style. I don't care what anybody says. That proves Rob Zombie is 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 a filmmaker. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's a very competent talk, you can filmmaker. You can talk crap about the Halloween movies he did. You can talk crap about... Uh, oh, Lords of Salem,
2: that? 31.
1: Yeah, Witches of Salem, 31. I couldn't even think of the Salem name. But man, Devil's Rejects fantastic. And, you know, I love, th- like you, I like House of a Thousand Corpses and three. I love the whole trilogy, like you, the whole Firefight trilogy.
2: Yeah. It's so good. And, yeah. Kind of going back to towards the beginning when we meet up uh, with uh, Captain Spaulding again, <laughs> getting it on with a uh, good old Ginger Lynn there.
1: <laughs> she shoots him in his dream. It's like, poor Spaulding. He can't even can't even win in his dreams no because <laughs> <laughs> what, what was it he called her a whore in his dream or something like that <laughs> she's like what Did, are I'll you calling me a
2: whore i calls it <laughs> like i sees it
1: you oh my first my first exposure to ginger lynn was when i was a kid when um mm-hmm. you remember those video games the wing the wing commander video games? yes so like, I, for, I i do yeah she was she was a character in those games with mark hamill and thomas f wilson just so many so many people in those games like malcolm mcdowell john reese davies were in those games there that was my first exposure to her and i was just like hey who's this lady (laughs) she was she was uh, the head the um chief she was the chief technician like she gets the spaceships ready for your mission and stuff it's great Uh, those are great games that was was my first exposure to, to her and then I didn't realize that was her when I first saw Devil's Reject. that was Ginger Lynn until I was just like, Holy crap, and, you know, finally, you know, doing research after I watched it, I was like, Man, who the heck was that lady? Was like, Holy crap, that was mm. Ginger Lynn. <laughs> just a stupid tidbit from my life. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so but now I like it how like the woman he's really with is like
2: some big woman. <laughs> he obviously does not care for. Her. No. It's like, didn't you get enough ass pounding last night? It's like, no. Man, my penis is still sore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Poor Sid.
1: And then he's like, there, the commercial's coming on. She's like, he looks so handsome. He just gives her this look. (laughs) (laughs) Sid is the best. Like, I know I'm handsome. (laughs) And then when he's getting in the track leaving, she's like, Where are we going, baby? We ain't going nowhere, B. He says, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> oh oh my gosh, I freaking love you, Sid here.
2: Sid, <laughs> there's so great, nobody man. like Sid. Like, seriously. Yeah. There's just
1: Oh man, he's just a great guy. Gosh, oh my
2: God. Sorely hard, missed. Man. Such a Yes he is. A person for his fans. I mean, he just mm. absolutely loved his fa- fucking fans. Never raises prices for autographs or anything. Always Took time to talk to everybody. I mean, he was just the, a fucking top notch guy. Good lord.
1: Oh, he has some great lines in this. Oh my God. Like, five uh... seconds to let the kid get some effing ice cream. Okay, is that going to kill you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have calculated the time it would kill me in <laughs> just the bickering like a normal family those are some great scenes
2: that is definitely good My, my personal favorite of the whole movie is what's the matter kid don't you like clowns why don't we make you laugh aren't we fucking funny so you PJ, best come up PJ with an answer. The mommy knocks <laughs> out to yep. the car. <laughs> so like you best come up with an answer. Cause I'm going to come back here and check out on you and your mama. And if you ain't got a reason why you hate clowns, I'm going to kill your whole fucking family. <laughs> now get your fucking ass out of the car. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God. Cool. He's so good. Just so give good.
1: some tootie fruity. <laughs> tootie fucking fruity. <laughs> There's no ice cream in your near future. Next scene. <laughs> next, next shot, they're all eating ice cream. With it is just sourpuss face. It's so oh, good. He's so mad. He's <laughs> like a little kid. Oh I don't God. know what your problem is, man. This ice cream is really good. <laughs> Sticks it in his nose and <laughs> said, hey, tootie having fruity. <laughs> oh, oh, God. What about uh, Ken Forey, man? He's the great to him and oh Michael Berryman, God. man.
0: <laughs> I ain't no chicken fucker. <laughs> and Bossy called
1: me. Bossy called me a chicken fucker. <laughs> um. God. And you have uh, Elizabeth Daly as as the one of the one of the hookers at the brothel yep. that he runs. Five dollars, <laughs> <laughs> Candy. You got to rope in some more money, baby. <laughs> I try a but I go get handy. and
0: oh!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Five dollar. Five dollar.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so good.
1: God. Makes me want to go, does Piri Herman know what you're doing there, Dottie?
2: <laughs> right? No <laughs> this kidding. This
1: is the story of Dottie. <laughs> the story of Dottie. Oh, no, wait. This takes place in the 70s, so this has to be like Dottie's mother.
2: <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Oof.
1: That's why Dottie works at a bicycle shop. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my
1: God! It's it so, good. so many people in this movie. It's just you know, even just small cameos. It's great. Yeah. And of course, of course, Danny Trejo, DDP are great as the unholy two man. They're great bounty hunters, which makes me wonder, like, because you know, at the beginning of Three from Hell, you know, Danny Trejo is in prison with mm-hmm. Otis. <laughs> so yeah. It's like, what did he do in between movies to get sent to prison?
2: <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: And that I three from hell was great. He's like, you, he's like, what's your problem? You remember me? No, I don't remember you. Oh, you will. <laughs> just like, darn. <laughs> then I'm like, what happened to DDP? He's not in three from hell. So, is he still a bounty hunter? Or what, what the heck's going on here? But
2: yeah, but like DDP's role in this, like, it, I I thought it worked perfectly because they didn't give him a lot of lines, but they gave him just enough so yeah. it didn't like um hinder him by showing that he's not like the greatest actor, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I thought like his his role played out really well in this. He wasn't in there too much. Um you know, it it, it 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 was just like the perfect amount. Like this movie overall is just like really, really good. And I don't understand why so many people shit on this movie because I mean it's yes, it, I mean it's gonna have its flaws, but I mean it as a as a whole, even just by regular horror movie standards, it's a pretty good fucking movie, you know? It is. And, I, I mean, like we talked about, like, the, the music in this is fucking amazing. Like, just going back to the beginning really quick, you know, after the shootout and everything, you have that whole opening montage with uh, um, Midnight Rider, uh-huh. which was fucking great. And just showing showing how Baby and Otis escape and steal a car and yeah. everything else. I mean, so that that was great. And then... Uh, it, it's it's just so well, so well, well done. Uh, now, kind of moving forward a little bit, you know, because after they steal the car and they're traveling, because now they're trying to get out of Dodge, basically, and mm-hmm. try to avoid the police. You know, they stop off at that motel uh, where they meet that uh, traveling band, and then, you know, they obviously call Spalding and, you know, let them know that they're there, basically. Um or no, no, they call Spaulding and Spaulding tells him to go meet, meet, meet him there. And uh, you know, that's after Because yeah, he... that
1: was their meetup place if yep. anything did go down. That was their plan. Yep.
2: And that that was a tough scene at the motel when they uh end up taking over the, the room yeah. with the other people.
1: And assaulting Priscilla Barnes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Darn. A... that's a tough scene, yeah.
2: It's yeah, uh, Mm-hmm. Not pleasant. <laughs> it's not all funny games in the movie that's for sure
1: No, that that whole se- segment of the movie that that's the that's the real horror because
2: mm-hmm. you just see how really sick these people are mm-hmm. you know that you see- even
1: look like on, on spaulding's face like he's disgusted with otis and baby when he gets there and sees what they've been doing he's just like what the heck mm-hmm it's yeah, like, he he has this like dis like I said, he just has like this disgusted look on his face, and I mean, I think I, I consider Spalding the most sane out of the entire uh, brood, if I can call which it is that. saying something because yeah, he's pretty is, fucking nuts because <laughs> he's crazy too. <laughs> that got blood all over my good clown shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's hard not to say, you know, like what's been said about this movie before because it's just fantastic.
2: Mm-hmm. It 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 really is. And, you know, it's. Yeah. The, I mean, there's just so much good going on with this movie. I like it. Everything plays out really well. Like, I really think this movie is really well written and stuff. And I love the whole kind of road movie aspect of it, too. Mm-hmm. where it's them basically traveling while William Forsyth is trying to track them down and hunt them down and stuff. And then you get to Charlie's place, and you've got all that going on at that brothel. And then thinking that they're safe, you know, until the Unholy Two show up. And... and
1: uh, DDP shoots Elizabeth Daly in the head. Yep. Takes her out.
2: Mm-hmm. The other chick gets her throat slit. Yeah. And then, obviously everybody else gets shit kicked on them. <laughs> and then they Pretty get <laughs> they get dragged back, you know, to, to the firefly house and everything. Yep, where William Forsythe begins to torture them. So, yeah, I mean, it's I I really th- think that this movie is just so well written and like it, it the story it tells is so good. And obviously we've talked about the characters in this movie and, you know, all the different people that they have in this movie, because they've got a lot of like genre actors in here that have been in so much. And it's so, so good. It's, uh, it's definitely probably my top 10 movies. Probably. I would say, you know, um, maybe top 15, because obviously I, I know I've talked about this before, but my top list, you, usually change pretty often so
1: i think everybody's does yeah usually what doesn't change is like your your favorite that usually stays the same right right everything else can is like can be interchangeable because you have so many movies i mean not everybody has seen every movie ever made to make a definitive and you know you got more movies constantly coming out whether it's theater streaming whatever the case may be so yeah
2: Yup, definitely
1: but this movie is fantastic. Mm.
2: And then oh my god, I, I the, the, one of my favorite scenes is it was like the most satisfying is uh when uh Mother Firefly is obviously locked up and Williams Forsyth goes there. And um yeah. when he ends up killing her. It was just like so satisfying cuz she just kept egging him on, you know, yeah. the whole time and everything and
1: I said I'm rooting for him throughout this entire movie, I'm rooting for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not the fireflies.
2: Exactly. So good. It's just like sweet revenge for him yeah. f- for obviously his brother being murdered by, by them and everything. And
1: mm-hmm. oh. man, he stabs the crap out of her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just oh
2: man. But still, fucking nuts. Liam Forsyth did yeah. such a great job. What about
1: just, yeah? What about just the whole ending of him hunting baby throughout the, the, the Firefly compound or whatever you want. to call yes. it? Like yes. That was great. Just shot shot at night. Just that the lighting, cinematography. It's just the music. I mean, the whole mood. It's just great.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. I mean,
1: you really feel. I mean, it really feels like he's going to win and kill her and get you know, the other two are going to burn. Yep. <laughs> Tiny comes to the rescue, but yeah, I man, that's a great scene. I mean, the, there's, there's just, the, the movies is great. I don't know. You know, it, it's just one of those movies where for me, I mean, pretty much everything can, you know, everything works.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, and
1: I'll say the same for three, for three from hell. I know it got some crap, but I, People who love Devil's Rejects. I love Three from Hell just as much as I love Devil's Rejects.
2: Yeah, I, I really so, like that I one. I know we, on.
1: we went and saw it in the theater or we, we did our review when, when it had its limited run, you know, and I said, I think I like Three from Hell a little bit
2: more better. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you know, I really, at this point, I think I just like them equally because I think they're both just fantastic.
2: Yeah, I mean, just for. What Rob had to do to do to get that one done and whatnot, and obviously working out around limitations with Sid Haig because of his decline in health and everything, and how he yeah. had to basically rewrite a whole new role for somebody because Sid couldn't do it. You know, it, it turned out really good. I I still firmly believe that that is a a great movie, and it's like right up there with with Devil's Rejects as well. I mean, it's I I, I mean I I understand that. People think it's not a great movie, you know, whatever. I, I, I understand that. But for yeah, just for how this all came about and how Rob had to work around limitations and with such a limited budget, I I, I it, it, it was really good. And honestly, Richard Brake's character in this for being like a last minute change worked really well. I, I thought he fit in well, you know, in Three From Hell and, and, and everything. It's it was it was good. So Yeah. It, and once again that just shows that rob zombie i think is a very competent filmmaker when he he's you know kind of doing his own original stuff um obviously i'm not a not a huge fan of Lord, lords of salem or or 31 but i mean there's a lot of fans of those too so um mm-hmm. <clears throat> so he is very competent as a filmmaker um, in the right situations. I, I Thirty
1: one was fine for me until like the ending, and mm-hmm. then like I, I mean, I told you and Sean this, you know, when I when I finally saw it on Shutter before we, you know, we were getting ready for the Joe Bob twenty four hour marathon thing. Yeah so I, I set up the Shutter account, and I watched it because it was there. So I was just like, okay, I want to check this out. It's like, I didn't mind the movie until the ending, really. And I was just like, oh, that's how you're going to end it? I'm just yeah, like, the ending was
2: very I'm lackluster. There. It was. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> you, you just have Richard Brake and her staring at each other, and he pulls out his knives, her fists clench, and then they run at each other, and then roll credits. Just like, really? Come on. I was like, that just... Blah.
2: Yeah, agreed. Nice, but movie was
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Where something's predictable, yeah, but you know what movie really is it <laughs> these days? Oh, for
2: sure, for sure.
1: Everything's been done pretty much, you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So other than the ending, I didn't mind Thirty One.
2: Whereas the ending in this movie was just fucking fantastic. so <laughs>
1: oh, gosh, it was great.
2: But yeah. Free as a bird. Honestly, I, I don't think there's really much more you can really say about the movie. I mean, you could break down every scene and every everything. I, I don't think we really need to do it. I mean, the movie's been out 15 years or 16 years now. So um, as a whole, though, what would you rate this movie for, if you were rated?
1: Oh, five stars all the way across the board.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm, I'm right there with you. Like I said... Um, I think it's a great movie. I think it was well put together, well written, well shot. I mean, everything about it, I I just feel was just made it a great movie. So definitely five out of five. You
1: know five. me, usually I just rank it on an entertainment level at mm-hmm. this point in my life because I'm just like, whatever, if it entertains me, then you know how well did it entertain me? But like like you just mentioned, everything, the writing, just the whole production of it, the actors, I mean, it's it's just fantastic all across the board. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, Definitely. And we would also love to know what you guys think. Um, you can feel free to reach out to us through our, our social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at CLS Podcast. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. I know it was a little bit shorter, but that's all right. Um, they don't always necessarily have to be an hour long. Um, so there's a nice little quickie here for you. Uh, next week, we'll be finishing out our Wrestling with Horror Month, talking about Girl on the Third Floor, starring CM Punk. So I'm excited to dive into that one. Um, that one I haven't seen yet, so... I'm um, super excited to check that out. Uh, but are there any final words as we leave?
1: Well, I definitely don't want to be in a banjo band.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Not just
1: because what happened in the movie. I, I I can't play the banjo, so I want to be in
2: a band. <laughs> good point. Very good point. I do want
1: to shout out, give a shout-out to our friend Dawkin, who's been in and out of the hospital these past couple of months. Not COVID-related before anybody starts you know the automatically thing is covid just other things so like cls podcast we got your back docking you the dream warrior man you, you you the man that's all i gotta say we're with you buddy
2: yeah hopefully you get better soon here docking definitely um kick kick this thing right in the ass got this man you got this by the balls man <laughs>
1: <laughs> we got this <laughs> but, but yeah we hope you start feeling better Dawkins. we miss hanging out with you man
2: definitely all right. Well, other than that, though, we once again appreciate you guys for checking out this week's episode and we will see you guys next week. This
0: episode of the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media. You can find us on Twitter Twitter. Facebook and Instagram, all at CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, cappers.